You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. I'm on size after a basketball talk. All I are badges in their protest wall. Hey, folks. Welcome to Free Speech, a video podcast on Stand Up New York Labs. Today we have the delectable Catherine Timp, who is our boots on the ground when it comes to college campus insanity. Uh, I'm so old that I think of you as a little kid <laughs> in college, right. but you're a woman. Yeah, I've been out of college since 2010. 2010? Yes. And we're almost, we're not that far from 16. Right. Wow. Yes. So you're not in college anymore. No. But di- isn't that how you uh, made your bones? Exactly, exactly. Well, I started reporting on this stuff because I started reporting on political correctness stuff, and it's the worst at these campuses. It's absolutely ridiculous. People don't know how bad it is. It's really bad. It's really bad. I wrote a thing yesterday about maracas. We're on a poster for a charity for foster kids, and the sorority had to cancel the charity, and they had to remove all the maraca pictures from Facebook. Wow, because why? One girl complained. Uh, She was a Mexican girl, so it was offensive to Mexicans, but she also was a foster kid. And then she was also upset that the event got canceled and that she was being bullied. So it's like, <laughs> then don't say like the stupidest stuff ever. So this was a party benefit mm-hmm. for foster children. Yes. And the maracas implied that a disproportionate number of foster well, children it, are of Hispanic <laughs> descent. No, not even. It was supposed to be, it was called queso for casa. Supposed to be the tacos or something. So, you know, tacos and maracas aren't all that these cultures are about. So she said it was incredibly offensive. The school had everything taken down. They had to cancel the whole event. They started a GoFundMe page for it or something, made some money. But And then she's like, why did you cancel it? And why is everyone being so mean to me? It's like, because you ruin everything. You're the kind of people that ruin everything. You sound right now like you're telling me about Hasidic Jews <laughs> and some custom I've never heard of that involves a shack outside three days a year and it's called mm-hmm. Mahuchas and it represents, you know, a ghost who flew over or whatever. Uh, I still have trouble understanding what the hell you're talking about. And that's why I like you as a guest because you speak college campus right. and you know their bizarre customs. Mm-hmm. And I think sane people, and I went to school, by the way, in the early 90s during political correctness when it was really, you know, gaining its stride. And I still am totally baffled by this. So sorry to bore you. And the folks at home, I still am not totally understanding this. So it was a benefit for foster children. Right. And they happened just randomly to choose a tacos theme. Yeah. Probably because it's cheap food. Yeah. And, and pizza's too greasy. Yeah. So you're looking at the list options for cheap mm-hmm. food. There's barbecues. And it's something the sorority does nationally. Like all the chapters have always done this little taco fundraiser. Because what are your options with cheap bulk food? Right. Pizza, tacos. Or you serve tacos and just call it food party and, and just don't put anything on the flyer. What part of Mexican culture would she like us to include? I don't know. She wants it all to be like a history museum. and I, I don't know. I really the, don't the, know. As far as, as their contributions go, I'm sorry, but Mexico's <laughs> not known for inventions in the past, say, 100 years. In fact, I think Vincente Fox was asked that. He said, what has Mexico contributed innovation-wise in the past 50, 100 years? And he said, the taco. Mm -hmm. taco. So by those rights, the taco is the best they have to offer. And I know we can go back to the Aztecs and all that cool pyramid-looking architecture, Mm -hmm. but that's back when they were eating babies 
and sacrificing virgins. So I'm not sure you want to open that Pandora's box. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I guess they're just it's like cultural appropriation, which is taking one thing from a culture that doesn't belong to you and ignoring the rest of it. So apparently they'd have to have, and by that logic, right, they'd have to have every single piece of every cultural historical thing ever okay. at their taco fundraiser. So we can't appropriate other cultures. We're white. Our right. sorority is white, mostly. Right. So we're going to focus on white. We'll have a Celtic cross. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. No, you're not allowed to do that. I don't know. I mean, so so then what they had to do is just raise money on the internet on a web page. It's so boring. They try to do something kind and of fun, some tacos. Nope. It probably raises less money too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. This goes back to what I've always said where liberals hurt the people they're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Yes. They come up with these rules. They just want to punish upper middle class and up white people. Yes. And they wouldn't mind if some white trash gets hurt, too. No, I shouldn't say it's a class thing because they want all white people to suffer. Right. And they don't have another option. So I don't like your flyer. It has a taco on it, but I have no other ideas. And my idea uh, is so restrictive, you're going to end up raising less money and it'll be less fun. Right. For foster kids. And she was a former foster kid. Just like, uh, well, I forget what, what school it was with the... Um, it was well was Wellesley Wellesley whatever they did the LG they have the housing for LGBTQQFAG in the middle uh, BDSM it's like fifteen letters so it's like uh, gender fuck is one of them um, <laughs> then like literally BDSM so then they have like questioning so people who like think maybe they're gay and then like BDS so what is this house right and then they also say like. Oh, anybody who doesn't fall under this. It's like you're making a mockery of anybody that actually does have some right. sort of actual issue or, you know. Well, they no longer have anything in common, like with a right. died in the wool, bona fide homosexual <gasps> who sucks cocks, thinks vaginas are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's almost conservative to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a square. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. get along. Yeah, I saw somebody comment on it. You forgot the two, which is, and they weren't joking, like two spirit, which is like a Native American transgender like concept Whoa. of like male. And I don't know, I, I'm not a Native American scholar. So if I'm getting anything wrong here, then, you know, sorry for white explaining this. But like, like that's like found in, in their ancient whatever. And so some people go by that. And so if you call them a transgender, then that's offensive because they're a two-spirit. And the fact that this wasn't included <laughs> in this abbreviation pissed people off. And it's just like, so, you know, at what you don't have anything in common anymore. And I was actually out uh, last night with, with my, my friend who's gay and he was saying that too. He was like, yeah, like L, there's no like LGBT. Like we, we don't even have like a cause anymore because now we're just lumped in with absolutely everything yeah. ever other than like straight, uh, heterosexual, married, white sex. Well, there's there's advantages to having a group like when AIDS first came out and they fucked this up, by the way, at the mm-hmm. beginning, they said it's a middle class, you know, normal person disease. Mm-hmm. And then all the funding was going to the suburbs. When I was a teenager in the late 80s, everyone was convinced they had AIDS. Yeah. Even though we lived in the in the lily white suburban Canada, mm-hmm. Canadian suburbs. Uh, and then they go, wait a minute, wait a minute. All the funding's going to nerds. Uh, we're homosexuals and maybe a few junkies. We need the money. So anyway, the the gays said we're a, a team, we're a group, and they got funding and it helped. But now you have all these mentally ill people, like the two spirit types. 
What's the point of being together? They got to cut them loose. And they also have on this house too BDSM. So if you just like to be like choked or whipped, all of a sudden you're part of this social justice movement. What do those things have in common? That's so weird. I don't see how that's like should be a protected class either. Well, and that's mainstream. I mean, right? It is mainstream. It's been around forever. In New York City, I would estimate young women. mm, I'm going to go in the high 80s, low 90s, like to be choke fucked. Right. It, it, it's, it's not weird. These people want to be special. These right. Little ki- these kids, a lot of them want to be special snowflakes, and they wind up in there, and then the kids that actually are like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gay, and my parents hate me for it. Like, they don't have any support. So, like, hold on, let's talk to this girl about her choking for a little bit. And, like, we'll get, like, <laughs> we'll get to you later. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Like, they're, they're not a united cause anymore. It's just, like, a big, like, weird party well i think most adults in america just write them off it's the flat earth society they're insane and i think that's a big mistake because mm-hmm. this is the future yep and exactly a tiny minority is taking stem and are going to be chemists mm-hmm. but these people end up being journalists as we're already seeing mm-hmm. on msnbc yeah. uh they, they end up being politicians as we're already seeing they end up influencing our society so Although it is a complete lunatic asylum, you have to care about these fucking losers. Everyone says that to me all the time. They're like, well, what are they going to do, you know, when they get to the real world? It's like they are going to be the real world. Like, yeah. what are you going to do when they are the real world? Because, like, you know, Ivy League schools, this is huge. Like, I, I uh, sent you that thing about how Harvard, a lot of the professors are not even teaching uh, rape law. Oh, um, yeah, that's a great example. Crucial yeah. example. Yeah. Why don't you explain that? Well, because it's too triggering, right, um, to teach rape law. So some professors at schools across the country, a Harvard uh, law professor wrote a, wrote a piece about this a couple months ago. They're just not teaching it, which, so on the one hand, they're saying, these feminist advocates are saying rape is too hard to, to prosecute, which it is. But they're also saying, oh, but it's too triggering to learn rape law. So then how, so there are going to be no lawyers who know anything about it. So that's going <laughs> to make it a lot easier. But it's so bad. Uh, one one professor even even said that a student approached her and said, "Don't use the word violate." Wow! Like don't like violates the law because it was too triggering. For this her. is like illegal alien that exists in legal documents. Mm-hmm. It's the proper term, and you're not allowed to say that. Right? They're or, changing the language. They're changing the language. I mean, violate. Come on, man. Like it, like then th- if you're too sensitive to be anywhere, if if you know if if that's your your problem, then you need to like go get some therapy. You know, you can't ask everyone to change the way they talk because you as one person are upset and the way the whole system is run. And you're assuming women don't like being violated. Right. If I was describing sex to an alien, I've always (laughs) said this. It's a snake who's just caught a mouse and the fangs have sunk into its back. The mouse knows it's dead. (laughs) And it's just one more swallow Uh, before the mouse disappears. Women like that domination. Well, yeah, guys are terrified now. I would hate to be, I mean, like, I like when people hit on me, right? I'm not going to go up to a dude and be like, just so you know, I would consent if you wanted to have sex <laughs> with me. You know what I mean? But that's what, like, guys have to expect right now. Uh, people, the affirmative consent, you know, if the consent is not on, is not ongoing and explicit, then it's rape, basically. Um, so, like, if your boyfriend, like, and you were making out and then he starts, like, touching you, if he, he didn't, you didn't, he didn't ask you first, he sexually assaulted you, and you can, like, go... That's taking all the fun. The whole fun yeah. is the danger. Right. It's taking... Right. 
and people make jokes like, what do you need to do? Sign a contract first. And what they don't understand is like, that's not even a radical example. That's not radical enough because unless you're like a stack of contracts and you're signing them the whole time you're doing it, that's not enough because you can revoke consent at any time. It needs to be ongoing. Yes, this is okay. This is still okay. This is still okay. Yes, this is still okay. Which is like, ah, that's disgusting. That's gross. Well, like sex doesn't, they're like, well, it needs to be, sex doesn't need to always be enthusiastic. Sex is weird. It's, yeah. It's like humor. And I, right. I know, I remember there was this one girl and she was like, I'm your fucking whore. I'm your property. I'm your slut. I, my trademark was, I'm your property, Gavin McInnes. I would get them to oh, say okay. that. And she was kind of feministy, empowered Jew broad. And after we were done, you know, she's having a cigarette and she goes, by the way, I'm not your slut. Yeah, just like so it's you know. a game. Yeah, while you're there, you're right. not when you're choke fucking someone. You're not <laughs> trying to deprive them of oxygen <laughs> so they die. Right. But these squares don't understand that, and they're taking they've taken the fun out of humor. They're taking the fun out of sex. But just to get to the roots of it, you pointed out something recently to me. We were talking about the motives for this ruining of sex mm-hmm. on campus, and you said there's a, a financial motive for the schools to overblow. Uh, to make rape bigger than it is. Right. Well, because now uh, Obama decided to get involved and say, well, you had better be taking sexual assault ser- like seriously enough. We're going to fine you. We're going to because they have the, the money. Right. And then so these schools are having these policies where it is affirmative consent. Um, you know, believe the, the that you have to prove she said yes and not that she didn't say no so basically they have a financial incentive to side with the accuser because if they if they uh if they don't then the the department of education come in and say you're not trying hard enough you know look at you didn't take mattress girls case seriously enough and now (laughs) we're gonna take your money and we get to keep it like when they find these schools like they get to keep it that's amazing yeah. And how much money are we talking about? Do you know? It varies, I think. I don't I don't know exactly how much money, but it's, you know, because the federal government got involved, they're literally in the dorms, you know, kind of regulating how you can have sex. So if rape is abolished on campus, said campus loses money. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's you know, and, and why are these, these administrators handling sexual assault in the first place? Well, that's another whole Pandora's box, but it, I think it also goes back to money. You know, mm-hmm. that's more jobs, that's more administration. And I think the other problem with real justice with cops is rape isn't as common as they want it to be. Mm-hmm. In order to justify this huge infrastructure, you need one in four women to get raped on campus. Ridiculous. That would be, you'd be safer in like, like Sudan somewhere walking around naked (laughs) than you would on a college campus. That's just, I mean, people don't even look like use context clues to to think, okay, really though? They're just like, yeah, one and four and one are raped. And it's just like, but, but how could that be possible? Yeah. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) Nobody would go to college. This is a fucking brawl going like, oh, so one in four women get raped. Okay. So also two out of four uh, or one in two buildings, I assume is burned to the ground (laughs) and chairs are thrown through windows daily pets are just killed for fun Mm -hmm. they slit dogs throats like this world they're describing is brutal anarchy it is it is it's and it's not it's just like one in four women have had sex when they were uh you know not completely sober and saying (laughs) yes the whole time you know i don't know about your parents but that's why i'm here (laughs) sober sex boof i would disappear yeah yeah it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and then it's also offensive to me as a woman like this yes means yes you need to say yes like you think that i'm so stupid and incompetent that i would just allow myself to be raped 
rather than say no. It's ironic that this trend was started by women and it is totally devoid of logic. It is. And irrational. It, well, especially five days a month <laughs> when we discuss this, it becomes particular. Maybe these, maybe these, these bills, these these uh, programs are come up with, they come up with them five days a month. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I embrace my, I, I embrace all my feelings. So I'm not, I'm not ashamed of my feelings. I'm not trying to be a dude. Let's go through our own rape lives, shall we? <laughs> uh, because just, just to examine this woman in Colombia, uh, what's her name? El Siskind? Ellis, Ella something. Suskind. She's got yeah. a weird, she's yeah. quite attractive. Mm-hmm. I like her weird Asian Ukrainian look. But um, her contention, as far as I can see, is they were doing it consensually from behind. Right. And it schlooped into the butt. Right. Now, her story is she screamed, get out, stop, stop, (laughs) stop, stop. And uh, he refused and he held her down and fucked her in the ass. Right. Um, And then she was caught corresponding with him in a groovy way. Mm -hmm. And these people, like the Jezebel world, is so locked into this narrative of the rape that they ignore the fact that she refused to go to police because mm-hmm. she found it too uncomfortable. Meanwhile, I thought you were raped. Right. That's pretty uncomfortable. Right. And why are you letting a rapist loose? Right. And secondly, when they see this corresponding with him, they go, no rape victim is perfect. There's yeah. no such thing as a, a ideal rape victim. And she was doing that to sort of ease him away so he wouldn't kill her. Right, being something. like, I love you and I miss you. Right. And, and, and even when the whole Rolling Stone Jackie thing came out where Jackie was like, no, that didn't happen. Like, Roxanne Gay is tweeting, I believe you, Jackie. Like, shut up, it's over. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, well, if you read Rolling Stone today uh, or the issue after that that shit hit the fan, they they have a little disclaimer in the letters page that says we raised a lot of awareness about rape on campus and though there were some inconsistencies some like they inconsistencies, when you right. talk to the left about these kind of things they're unfazed they are they're unfazed and i've i have a, a good friend actually who's a comedian and she's a she's a total feminist right we don't agree on hardly anything except for she's she thinks this is ridiculous she's like stop stop this you know stop you're being ridiculous and you're not helping yeah. you're actually doing people who have been raped a disservice exactly. by, by doing this. That's the problem. I'm coming at this from a feminist perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think of a friend of mine, this is a rape, okay, for the record. Mm-hmm. She's coming home. She's on South 5th in Williamsburg, Port- Dominican kind of a street in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, DDP gangsters there. Dominicans don't play. Mm-hmm. And nuts who have been on welfare their whole fucking lives and their mm-hmm. mother was and their grandfather was. So she gets into her little lobby. She's one of the gentrifiers. And some nut, who's not used to seeing pretty white, middle-class white girls from the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like an Amish seeing a girl in short shorts. Like they, their circuits <laughs> fry. Right, right, right. He grabs her. He stabs her. She faints from the pain. He probably fucked her. Right. So she goes to the uh, police, obviously, mm-hmm. immediately. And they give her a rape kit, and it's likely she was raped. I don't know the exact details on that. Uh, and she had to go on AIDS medicine. Yeah. Where you can't drink for something like six yeah. months. Just in case she had HIV. Yeah. Now, that's a fucking rape, okay? Right. Having sex with your boyfriend and it schloops into her butt, <laughs> like, that hap- has probably happened to me 37 <laughs> times. And then the the girl will go, nope, or wrong hole or something. Ow. And <laughs> this is a little, maybe a little too controversial, but... It's pretty easy to not have a dick in your butt. 
Mm. You just sort of go forward. Like you'd have to be He-Man to rape a woman uh, in the ass. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's a really good point. I didn't think of it that way. But he said she held, he held her down and then he like brutally raped her and then he left. Which, and then you look at her being like, hey, what's up? Miss you. If you're on all fours, you just flomp forward and it sloops out. That's a good point. I mean, I don't, this is, I'm going to regret saying this. I don't get rape, sense. really. I mean, I get the knife and the balaclava and the alleyway. I'm going to fuck you no matter what. Okay, I better let him fuck me. But when a woman... Can't you just close your legs? I don't know. I mean, like, some... I'm, I mean, some days are pretty... I'm, like, a very, very small person, so I would probably be pretty I bet rape- I couldn't pry rapeable. apart your legs I don't right know. now. But, I mean... Even I, when I want to fuck my wife, <laughs> and we both are like, let's get to business here, it still takes some sort of... Yeah. Well, they're not just talking about rape. They're talking about assault. So it's, like, unwanted touching or, like, unwanted... So unwanted kissing was part of this one in four statistic or one in five or whatever. Well, it is. there's a reason that the law is the law because right. over centuries, back to the Magna Carta, we have ironed out a lot of kinks. Yeah. And one of them is let's not get involved in kissing. Okay. <laughs> if a chick is making out with a dude she has absolutely no interest in sleeping with, ladies, don't take home a guy mm-hmm. when you're both drunk and make out with him when you, the idea of fucking him is reviling right or just don't just don't do like oh there's so many people that are like yeah i didn't if he would have he didn't ask me i didn't say yes but i didn't say no that's that's rape that's no it's not unless you were uncut like why is it not good enough to have it be either you said no or you couldn't say no because you were like passed out or you were like whatever reason why is that not enough with these kinds of laws and policies you're assuming that women are never capable of saying no Yes. They're always, they're idiots. Like, I don't understand why. I would have no problem being like, no, I don't want to hook up with you. You're disgusting. I do it all the time. It's really not that hard. <laughs> it's really not. Well, it's, and when it's not that hard, it's especially yes. hard to rape. Yes. Um, well, there's another myth going on that we can't go to the police because they won't, they'll, they'll screw up the case or they'll intimidate the woman. And there's all these rapes going on that aren't reported. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to, well, the one in four goes back to Miss, uh, to what is it, Mother Jones, Miss Magazine, Miss Magazine. Mm-hmm. But the false stat of these unreported rapes is also a complete myth that mm-hmm. just made a good infographic mm-hmm. and generated, the, the left's whole thing is it generates discourse. So they don't care about the actual truth. But we all know from our own lives, from the hundreds of men and women we know, the thousands, how prevalent rape is. Right. And- I've seen people lie. There's this one, my my one friend. Uh, he had a girl. Um, well, basically, this girl and her boyfriend broke up for a little bit, and so she has sex with one of his friends. They get back together. Uh, he finds out, and she says he raped me. Yes. He she I, I swear that she said this. And uh, oh, we've heard of these she, cases she a lot. Told me she was a crazy person. She was like a psycho girl. She told me she's like, yeah, I don't know what to do. So I just said, I'm like, are you kidding me? So then I'm hanging out with my friend, and the boyfriend comes in and just punches him in the face, and he's like, the kid's like, what did I do? He's like, you know what you did? You know, huge fight. And I'm just like, are you kidding? And then and then they, the the truth was exposed when like three weeks later she texted her rapist. Hey, uh, I'll tell everyone you did not rape me if you can find me some weed. <laughs> so that's amazing, right? So then it, he it, obviously he saved that text message and was like, "Are you like?" And it, you know, it's and then if you have people, and of course there are you know cases that are like a gray area where you know because there isn't always the, the this proof or whatever. But it, but if you're always saying yes, always I'm gonna publicize every time someone says they were raped and say stand behind them 100. percent 
you're good. That's not always going to be true. There are also people who lie about it. So you can't, you know. Well, thank God they didn't end up in court. That's 15 right. years in jail. Exactly, exactly. But I, you know, I've talked to a woman. I became obsessed with this mattress case because it was a Mindy Kaling show episode mm. where it went in her butt. And this is a comedy show. Right. And he said it was an accident. And she said, will you swear on your mother's life? And then he changed the subject, right? Mm. And there's a scene where she sort of walks backwards out of the room because she doesn't want him looking at her ass because he's ass obsessed. Joke, 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 comedy, comedy. And the whole crux of this episode was how funny it is that he put it in her butt and is pretending that it was an accident and he didn't even know or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. That's amusing. And I've talked to a lot of women where they go, yeah, we're hosting on it, went in the butt, and afterwards it was like a, hmm, you. Right. Will you take it easy with that? (laughs) It's sort of like, and I tend to do this a lot, if uh, you're driving by a puddle and you just sort of veer to the right and give the person a good splash and they they go, hey, what are you, crazy? (laughs) The fuck's the matter with you? Right, right. It's like a Mondays. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not like this dramatic story where you carry your mattress around. I mean, there's also, of course, like, when you're like, you don't get raped. Of course, there's like also like being terrified. And so being like, yeah, do me because I'm afraid you're going to kill me or I'm afraid something bad is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's rape. That's right. That's become <laughs> trivialized. Exactly. And it's it's not just damaging with the law. Thank God we still have a process where you have to provide evidence. And we do a trial, and we fucking crucify rapists, by the way. 15 mm-hmm. years in jail oh, yeah. is the average sentence. Mm-hmm. Thank God we have that. Because in the general public's demeanor, and I'm guilty of this too, now, thanks to these fucking frauds, like Lena Dunham, like UVA, mm-hmm. like Mattress Girl, yeah. when I hear of a case, unfortunately now, my first instinct is, well, you know. Right. Let's see the data. Huh. Right. I've been through this before. Right. And I didn't used to think that way, but I do too. And it, it, it makes me feel bad, but it's kind of just like, it's been pretty much every story that has been in the yes. media has turned out to be not true. And not even just like a little not true, but really, really not true. That's a great point. And that spreads out from rape and homophobia into the whole liberal ethos. They've created this fake world where the KKK is on every corner. And the the supply of this epoch doesn't meet the demand. So they invent it. Like we just saw the NAACP bomb, which mm-hmm. looked like a fucking bottle rocket went off. Yeah. It's just a, I could probably take it to the face, <laughs> whatever it was, and have a small bomb. mole burn there. Right, a bomb. And it turns out it was some guy mad at his accountant. It was on the other end of the building. Right. It wasn't even at the NAACP right, right, building. Right, right, right. Or we have... We have, you know, this goes back to Tawana Brawley. Every time there's a hate crime, it's always like faggot mm-hmm. in dripping spray painted <laughs> yeah. red across yeah. the garage. And, you know, real rednecks, they don't behave. That's an artistic thing to do. Yeah, they don't Real do that. homophobes would stab your tires and disappear. Right, right. They don't go get paint and use color <laughs> and have fonts. And spend money to, yeah. I mean, it's amazing where people can find racism. I, another another college thing, and I, I wish I remember what school this was. I wrote it last year, but the, a student editorial board, not one student, wrote a piece about how bras uh, that are called nude-colored bras are racist 
because right. not everyone is that color when they're naked. But wait a minute. There's a huge variety of nude bras. Right. There's but, dark brown nude bras. Right. But the, the color the color nude being seen as like the pale brown, whatever, is racist. Because how would you feel if you saw it was called that? You didn't look oh, that color okay, naked. Okay. That's infuriating for 92 reasons. <laughs> Always logic is the last thing they think of. A, right. nude has a variety. It's a type of of color it's not a specific color right secondly blacks are maybe 13 percent of the population and mm -hmm. we keep hearing this how would you feel if every time you turned on the tv well if i lived in fucking japan i would be used to it by now right i mean i used to live in uh in east harlem i moved i moved now um but i was one of maybe three white people in the neighborhood and i had to go somewhere else to buy st my shampoo like I had to go to another. <laughs> I swear, like I think my, you know, they didn't have the, my shampoo at How my local drugstore. How do you think that made store. me feel? Because I don't, because because I don't, you know. And I'm not saying that I've gone through all of the same struggles of all the people in this neighborhood. Of course not. But like, you, the things are, you know, for the people who live in that area. Uh, on the whole, they're not going to sell a bunch of blonde totally. hair care products. They're not. So why would they stock up on them? I, I will. Get my shampoo in Midtown while I'm at work. I use African-American woman's product in my mm -hmm. hair, a thing called Razak for perms. I have to go to the black part of town to get it. <laughs> it's called the free market, you fucking right? losers. Right, exactly. Now, you exactly. got shit, didn't you, for living in Harlem? What, did you notice a murder and you were called racist? Oh, I got shit for a lot of different things about... I, I, had a media, I wrote about environmental justice, which is something I'm also interested in, too, because, like, so basically all it is is... They can make all these laws uh, saying, you know, oh, the, you can't put this business here. It has bad food and it's a food desert. And this is a poor minority neighborhood or this business this is, you know, emissions or this and that. And so basically they keep businesses out of the neighborhoods and these laws hurt the neighborhood. And I went to a lot of the meetings and everything and um, and I wrote about it. And some Media Matters person wrote an article. Basically, they copied my entire article. Uh, omitted everything that said this was my neighborhood and like painted me as like a some like rich white racist well you're guessing yeah, what it's like to live right. in Harlem and then, and then I and then I called her out on it she's like well it doesn't matter if you live there or not I'm like clearly it does or you wouldn't have gone through all the trouble to delete <laughs> yeah, it all to remove it. but then yeah there was also a shooting right outside my uh, building and I posted about it being like you know guns are like not allowed out in the streets how did this possibly happen three People were shot. One person died on my. Sh there was blood all over the front of my building. Amazing. And someone was like, "Why are you sharing this? Like, this is a, this is just because they said it was like racist because I'm like perpetuating the narrative that there's these murders and these. But I'm like, this had this is this isn't a narrative. This is my life. This is off of my balcony. This is what I'm drinking my coffee and overlooking right now. Yeah. Like, and you're a writer. You're supposed to write about yeah, what you experience. Exactly. This is my experience. I mean, I don't. I'm sorry that you think I'm the wrong color for this experience, but this is my experience. Well, that dwells in the negative. It's not positive. Right, right. A lot of reality shows like Pawn Stars, they're racist because they're just focusing on one. They should focus on the black neurosurgeon. Right. I should have uh, I should have blamed it on climate change. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Ferguson, every, all the unrest was because oh, yes. they were too hot. <laughs> like, I swear I read a thing and they were too hot because of global warming. And that's like the appropriate white answer for me it to be like. It wasn't that hot Bring it back Ferguson. to no, was I think it was 70 degrees. Yeah, it was like not cold. <laughs> I don't know. It's too sweaty. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, I, I, I said, hey, you know, look, you know, criminals, bad criminals with guns. Yes. Don't she? Oh, so black crime. Like I, I can't help who they. Yeah, they're they. Yeah, people were shot. We don't even know who shot them because it was a drive-by. But look, there's a, almost a murder day in New York. It's yep. all in Harlem and Bushwick, East New York. Mm -hmm. It's all in black Hispanic areas. 
gangs. Most gangs actually in New York, I think, are, are Hispanic. I don't know why that is. There's lots of bloods, black bloods. There's one or two Crips, but the majority of gangs seem to be Hispanic. But they don't happen in, in mainstream, boring, normal Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know that from watching Law & Order. No, you wouldn't. I do watch a lot of Law & Order. I was watching it last night. There was a fucking double homicide in the guy's bar, and he's taking stools off the table like, yeah, look, I got to go. What do you want? If you're the bar owner, you'd be going, wait, what? Two people were killed here? Holy fuck, holy fuck. Okay, well, first of all, we're closed today. I'm locking the dead bull. Please sit down. Can I get you guys something? A coffee? Tell me what fucking happened. Right. That's petrifying. They're always, they're always, I see, when I was in college, we had like a law and order uh, SVU drinking game that we would play. And one of the things was whenever somebody calmly goes about their work while being interrogated by the SVU, about someone being murdered and raped. Three feet away. It happened right there. They're mopping up the Blood yeah, going. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So look, uh, look, I got work to do. So am I? Are am we I done being here? Detained here? Are we yeah. fucking done yeah. here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that is conceivable in Bushwick and Harlem. <sighs> well, it seems silly mm-hmm. and irrelevant to to the an outsider, but this huge demand for social injustice in college campuses is already leaking out in the real world, ruining people's lives. Because when they finally find a bad guy or finally create a fake bad guy, it's like a fucking when a polar bear finds some food. Mm-hmm. You know, polar bears are so vicious because they're hungry all the time. And when these polar bears find a fucking racist or someone bad, they ruin like that woman who tweeted on her way, by the way, to do charity work in Africa. Oh, yeah. She, she, she tweeted, hey, I'm going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. Right. When the plane landed, her world had imploded. Her life was over. Her family hated her. Mm-hmm. Everyone was furious. Mm-hmm. Her family lives in South Africa. Mm-hmm. They hate her guts. Mm-hmm. She's finally got her, her life back on track by just disconnecting from the world. Mm-hmm. This woman was eaten alive by social justice warriors for a flippant joke that was actually, by the way, a parody of racism. Right. It was. It was about the way that people view it. She was. All the people exactly. were outraged. They. They had. The, they had the same thought. They shared the same belief. Right. Bad tweet. She expressed it in a bad way. I, I don't even think it was a bad tweet. It was lampooning the bourgeoisie right. and saying, "I won't get AIDS. I'm white. I'm immune." Exactly. But I mean, like you know, given given the way Twitter is, like right. you know, you got to like it, it's terrifying. I mean, all I get because I do a lot of satire. The amount of of emails of just pure hatred that I get all the time, like. Yeah, listen, idiot. Like, Google me before you compose like a six-page hate mail. Or work it through. Yeah, Yeah. work it through. Work through the joke. So she thinks that white people can just inject AIDS heroin needles into their arms and be totally fine. Right. Yeah. That was. That's what she actually believes. That's what she believes. Actually believes. It's like when I said I said short hair is rape once because I was fucking a girl years and years ago, and she had a little bit of lower back fur. And short hair. So when you look down, she wasn't a particularly curvy lady. I looked down and I was seeing a 12-year-old boy. So I go, (laughs) you just made me fuck a 12-year-old boy. You raped me. Sort of making fun of the loose definition of the word. Uh All this hate mail, fuck you. And so I had to say to these people, hold on. So I want a woman to go to jail for 15 years for having a hairdo. Yeah. Is that what we're getting yeah, at? Yeah, that's here? what I all yeah, that's what I always say to you. I'm like, oh, okay, yes. Really <laughs> I really am saying I was a rape 
victim or you know that you ri- yeah that's ridiculous that's it's ridiculous. it's it just shows how far they have gone from reality mm-hmm. you know when they vilify these people and they create this fake world where they throw them in jail and they ruin their lives you know they harass their employers and this brings me to a bigger point that uh i think a lot of people say about libertarians they go twitter's the free market you know you got you your employer got harassed not by the government but by free people. And that is even worse than the government. Mm -hmm. At least when the government is oppressing people, like in the Soviet Union, uh, like Putin murdering people in in Ukraine very recently for demonstrating, at least that's something we can all band together and go, that's oppression. In today's day and age, we are voluntarily oppressing ourselves. Right. And you sort of said it just a second ago where you go, she should have known, it's Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, or when this guy uh, was thrown in jail for making that Muhammad video mm-hmm. on Red Eye, someone was saying, oh, he violated his probation. Mm-hmm. So he should have known. No one asks what the probation is. They just go, well, he's breaking the law. Mm-hmm. For the record, that guy used a fake name on the Muhammad video because he didn't want to get fucking stabbed like Van Gogh's grandson did. Right. But he had had some bank fraud charge that he already served time for. So they so part of his probation was you can't use a fake name. Mm-hmm. So that was his violation. And we all happily watch him go off to jail. Or my friend Lisa Carver, she was on some anarchist message board. This goes back to 07. And she was saying, I don't know, something about the state, smash the state, anarchy stuff. And all the people on her message board said, stop what you're doing. You know, uh, the authorities, this is an open forum. The authorities can see you. Yeah. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Wow. They don't even have to show up for work now. Yeah. We just police ourselves. Exactly. No, that's true. And uh, I wrote actually about, uh, so there was a party at a, a, a off-campus house. The frat guys live there. They threw a party that's supposed to be like a south of the border theme or something, western theme. I remember reading yeah, about this. Yeah, people came in like border patrol costumes and like construction worker costumes, whatever. And so uh, the school was like, okay, we'll tell them that's insensitive, but we can't punish them for what they did at their own house. People are enraged by this. So basically what you're saying, it's like, do you realize what you're saying is that you want the school to be able to tell you what you can and can't wear wherever you go? Or is there like a specific radius away from campus? Well, where they, they have, have their free speech zones, right? Right. They yeah. have their little 15 foot by 15 foot <laughs> zone. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So it's like you, know, like you want them to punish, punish them for what they did. You can wear anything you want in your house. Sorry. I don't care if it's politically correct enough or if your party wasn't politically correct enough. That's, it's, we, that's not even the issue. It's, it was off campus. School had nothing to do with it. It's been in the school newspaper for weeks. It's been this huge thing. It's like these, and these dudes are like, you know, I don't know. I didn't even know that. It's a costume. I was, Costumes uh, are a great example of mm-hmm. this war on fun, which is yes, what political correctness yes. really is. Because if you're not appropriating someone else, you're not wearing a costume. Right, exactly. You have to go out uh, as yourself. That's Halloween now. Yeah, exactly. Catherine Timpf going as Catherine Timpf. <laughs> I will be white guy in a suit. <laughs> That's the end of the holiday. That's the end of the fun. Right, right. I, I thought about it. I'm like, there is a picture of me, six years old, dressed up as Pocahontas. And I could never be president now if I wanted to. They'd be like, look at this little baby child racist. Do we really, <laughs> do we really want to? You also her? go, what's the matter with that, by She's the way? She's smiling. Were, were they smiling when they were all getting smallpox? Like, she clearly doesn't know. Like, I, I could see, you know, I'm serious. This picture could ruin my life. That's something I resent too about this era of political correctness is we have to present an argument and do our research. They can just say that's terrible. Yeah. Like the Cleveland Indians cartoon. That's terrible. Why? Well, look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking cartoon. You, exa- have you Like you go to Jamaica 
and you look at the way they depict blacks, blacks depict blacks on a fridge magnet, and he's got big lips and eyes, and he's playing soccer, mm-hmm. or it's a mammy. This is blacks doing blacks. It's mm-hmm. a fucking cartoon. Mm-hmm. But you can't do cartoons in America because, just because. Right, there's so many things wrong with cartoons. If They're violent, they make kids violent, kids are murdering other kids because they watch Bugs Bunny or whatever. I mean, they'll blame it on anything, but hey, like maybe somebody, it, their fault. Someone Even blackface. Individuals. What the fuck is the matter? Like, Fred Armisen, whenever he was Barack Obama on SNL, he would just have his normal white face. Mm-hmm. And it looks fucking stupid. Do you it know, looks like Barack Obama has food poisoning. Arizona, I can't remember if it's Arizona State or University of Arizona, they just banned all face paint of any <laughs> of any color over Halloween. So what? Like the colors any, of your team? Any face paint, yeah. Because and it could be like uh, make people feel unsafe. That's if, amazing. Like a face paint that wasn't black, like reminded somebody of black face paint, which reminds somebody of black face, which reminds them of, you know, racism, which makes them feel unsafe, which is that that's the, that's what they were trying. No face paint. It's unsafe. amazing. Well, no one. See, if you look up blackface, which no liberal has to do, they just know it's evil. I got into an argument on Fox the other day with a conservative who said, well, Jim Crow laws are named after a, a blackface character. Yes, and? Tell me why it's wrong. And if you look up blackface in general, in the 80s, there was British shows, minstrel shows, and it was a musical show that everyone watched all over Europe. Yes, sometimes in the olden days, in America specifically, it was used to lampoon black stereotypes, but there was also an element of reverence in this character. And I think whites found themselves kind of boring back then, and they saw these colorful Negroes, and they would dress up as them, and a lot of the acts were just cool, laid-back minstrels while the whites were going, hey, man, why are you partying so much? You better stop rocking and rolling, or whatever the equivalent was, but you better stop (laughs) jazzing. And no one has to look that up because they just go, blackface is evil. And it's sort of anti-education, and it's ironic that it's leaked into campus because the least information-friendly zone in the country now. It's a college campus. It's a college it's campus. A college campus. No, no, yeah, no uh, face paint. And it, can you believe just even with Margaret Cho when she dressed up, made fun of, you know, dressed up like a Korean Yes, war that was racist. Against herself. Yeah. And she was like, don't tell me how to deal with like the struggles of my own people. Are yes. you kidding me? And so there's all these white, you know, people on Twitter, like these white editors, like the d- tech editor of, of Time Magazine is like, you know, wow, this is... And, but a lot of people, a lot of their commentary on something that they think is offensive is just, wow. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Or and I then can't everybody, even. And ev- I can't, wow. And I can't. And, then and I go, yeah, you up. can't even. And then everybody shuts up because they don't want to be called a racist. They don't want to be called a sexist. Or actually, it's not even sexist anymore. You're a rape apologist. Rape apologist, If you disagree yeah. with a feminist, you're a rape apologist. Well, even like Terry Richardson had that thing where... This girl decided eight years later, Jamie Peck, mm-hmm. uh, she was a model. Mm-hmm. When you look at her and you go, you look like a pear. How are you a model? But no one would dare say that. Right. So it's just accepted that it's like Kate Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she decided eight years later she didn't enjoy the sex. So she never even called it rape. But I've been called a rape apologist just for defending him. And I go, rape never came up, lady. 
See, you know what's interesting is that he used to hang out with Lena Dunham because he was dating Lena Dunham's be- uh, best friend for a while. Who? Uh, uh, Terry Richardson. What was her name again? The chick is from it? Bad Company's daughter. Uh, the I British one. No, she's she she was on Girls um, as like a, a bit. Oh yeah, I know her. The little yeah, short political the, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name yeah. or whatever. So they dated. So there's pictures of Lena Dunham partying with her and Terry Richardson, and the next day being like, I don't know how any of you guys can like ba- like basically saying like, how do you still listen to R. Kelly like when he did, you know, he's accused of all this. Right. I'm like, you're partying with someone who was accused of the same thing. Yeah, yourself. I think she, she threw him under the bus. She, much she did. Later on, she let yeah. him take pictures of her with like her, you know, pants off and her like chubby little legs or whatever uh, on a chair. Well, we we keep straying from college campus, but mm-hmm. I think that is not straying from the topic because mm-hmm. college campus is merely the incubator yeah. for all this culture. Mm-hmm. But it, when we s- look like we're not talking about college campus with our college campus expert, mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. And I think with Terry, it's pure college campus mentality. And this isn't just a war on fun with Terry and with Dove Charney, who is for all intents and purposes, has just lost American apparel. Mm-hmm. No oh, yeah. money, no nothing, no shares, fired. Now, I, I talked to Dove the other night, and he says, we're not done yet, so we'll see. But according to what's available on Google, he's done mm-hmm. with no money. Right. And I think in both of those cases, it's a war on alpha males. It's a war on masculinity. And even Fred Armisen, remember there was a Gawker article, he's getting a reputation. He's just being a man there definitely is yeah you can't being a man first of all is like so, it would be a problematic being phrase. a boy is problematic being, being a you man get sent home for going like that right yeah exactly there was i mean, I just keep these these cases keep flooding into my mind yes and i'm thinking of once this i i in a lot of them there's so many of them, i don't always remember uh which school but the that some some kid was dancing like a teletubby outside it happened to be outside of a sorority house it was like after frat pickup he's like dancing like an idiot like the least sexual dancing i've ever seen and some girl reported it to the to their office their sexual assault office being like i w- was assaulted because i had to you know watch this man dance in my, my front yard he was hitting on me or whatever as and a like, teletubby was he wearing a teletubby, a teletubby he's costume? wearing a teletubby costume how do you get your penis out of that thing i don't know the penis is a good three feet from the edge no matter even if you wear it backwards yeah i guess it's the least rapey suit <laughs> in in fact i could see uh, a rapist having to wear that as a punishment. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just. I don't know if it's. But but then you're you're not just. It's not just acceptable. If you point out one of these things, you're kind of lauded as this social justice hero. Right. Like wow, like you thought of something no one else thought of. You care. Yeah, yeah. Some some uh, PhD candidate at Berkeley gave the, uh, this talk about. Uh, adding transgender and gay issues to agriculture. Oh, I see. you sent me that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I found that guy online. It's a dude, a very yeah. androgynous looking dude. Yeah. And that's his forte. It's he his... loves agriculture, gardening, mm-hmm. and then he just crowbars transgenderism. I tried so hard to understand. He was like, uh, basically it was food was about reproduction and so food reproduces to make more food. So that's sexual. So we need to be bringing alternative sexualities and genders into the food discussion. Why? But what? <laughs> I didn't even know like pieces of food had like gender identities. Right. I'm pretty sure they don't. Well, we've manipulated corn so it's easier mm-hmm. to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of criteria there. Why do we have to start mess? Do we have to start making it racially sensitive and make mm-hmm. sure some corn is brown and some mm-hmm. corn is yellow? I had someone email me after that who was said, I'm transgender and this pisses me off yes. so bad. Well, that's what's happening now mm-hmm. to the normal freaks. <laughs> normal people <laughs> who, 
I mean, this person is, doesn't really care about them, right? No. They claim to be this advocate. Uh, you know, don't worry. You know, we, there's not enough transgender reputation in your food. And, and the person that they're claiming to advocate for is like, what are you talking about? Shut up. Like, you're making a mockery of my whole life. Yes. So. Well, when I got in shit for transphobia, the the real trannies, like Justin Justine Tunney and uh, Bailey J, sorry, trans woman, Mm -hmm. They came out of my defense, not even necessarily agreeing with me, mm -hmm. but saying, yes, we should talk about this more. Mm -hmm. It's the normal, boring, middle-class college students who have made up some weird gender spin, like I'm BDSM TQ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they got mad because I took away their snowflake status and said, you're mm -hmm. just a normal... We used to call them lugs, lesbian until graduation. Oh. You're just a normal kid eating some pussies. Yeah. At, yeah. When they're at their most well, delicious, now they're, now by they're the way. Now they're questioning. Now it's part of the. I didn't have to eat a pussy. Questioning. Yeah, if you've ever thought like a girl was pretty, you can live in this house. If you're a girl who thought it, like it, it's it's and then like even it's everywhere. Like OK Cupid, like because of all like their young people on these dating websites, you can identify as actual like five sexualities at once. So I actually did. You know, there's all these different gender identities and sexual preferences, and I I, I sat at my desk and tried to combine any combination of five. And it didn't make logical sense because right. you can't be like gay and straight because bisexual is also an option. Right. And you can't be like, then there's different degrees of asexual now. There's like asexual. And then but I have sex you, a lot and love an it. There's <laughs> asexual and then there's like, well, I'm sort of asexual. And then there's one where like, I'm into romantic, I have romantic feelings, but not sexual ones. It's like. There's there's the names for these things. It's like you you you're describing how much you are or not into sex is not a separate sexuality. Exactly. Well, that brings up a great point that we were talking about earlier, where they haven't done their due diligence. Mm -hmm. They just throw all these nomenclatures out there, and no one tries to run the numbers and go, "Can you be five things?" Because they don't have to. They can't even. Yeah. So they don't have to do their mm -hmm. homework. Mm -hmm. And it, Portlandia is spoiled rotten now. Mm -hmm. Because they get to lampoon all this, and it's just like shooting fish in a barrel. There's so much fodder now for mocking. I, I argue Portlandia is a conservative show right, because they perfectly like... mock liberals. But because we're coming to the end of the episode here, I want to make sure we don't miss any of this insanity mm -hmm. because you are the queen of <laughs> campus lunacy. So I'm just going to spin the dial here. Okay, and it's going to stop on a random ism and you tell me the most ridiculous examples in college okay rape okay i think we talked about that a, a lot a lot already give me your kookiest one that we have not covered let's see my kookiest one that we have not covered oh well there was a, a survey um that said like a, a like one in three or a ridiculous amount of, of men said that they would like rape a girl but it was like they asked like 20 random weird dudes and all the the headlines said like one in three so that's, that is that's such fucking horseshit. that's like i'm sure there's like one in, i just don't buy that the reason people are getting raped is because they like there's a bunch of dudes running around knowing wanting that, to that rape they don't know they're raping people. jim goad went to jail for two years for assaulting a woman mm -hmm. and he said my entire life, including my time in jail, I've never met anyone who's like, I like to rape or yeah. has showed any inclination to rape whatsoever. And I know as, and I think I represent most normal heterosexual males. When we started out with fucking, we did the permission, permission thing and it didn't pan out. Yeah. And then we started getting a little rougher. <sighs> 
and throwing like I remember fucking a girl when I was maybe 19 and I go who's your daddy just I was just running through the Rolodex like I'm a clown dolphins are amazing there's a war going on outside who's your and then she was like ah and then I went okay we're gonna pursue this vein Mm -hmm. and so we got into the choke fucking and the slapping and the you like that you fucking whore (laughs) Because it got so many rewards. Because that's where it was going, right? Because that's assuming, but that now it assumes that she would, she would never be able. You'd have to add, yeah, kind of ruin it. Yeah, is this okay if I say this? Women sentence? came up with this rough sex, is what I'm saying. Mm. And the idea that men are like, I want a girl screaming and crying. No. Yeah, this survey was like less than a hundred guys, and the ones that like did say that they won't thought about raping it, like. That's horrible. Obviously, you're disgusting. But they, they they use these studies that they ask like a very small amount of people. Right. And often these studies are like voluntary. Like the people come forward if they want to participate. Right. So in terms of, you know, sexual assault, if you're a victim of sexual assault, you're going to want to go forward and, you know, share your story. But then they say it represents the entire country in all of these headlines. Maybe at the bottom they they make the distinction of how what where they got the data from. But not always even that. Well, there was an article, I forget who wrote it, but they were talking about the Miss Magazine 1 in 4, and this woman had run the numbers, and she's looking up arson and murder and assault, and nothing is even in the same universe as 25%. Right. It's fucking madness. You know, one case, I can't remember if you told me about this, but what was that case about some woman claiming that a man on campus reminded her? Yep. Yep, yep. This is this is the one. Yeah, uh, I, I, it was in Harvard Law Review. It was in Oregon, a uh, uh, private school in Oregon. They, they didn't disclose where, but this guy looked like somebody who had raped this girl, and seeing him on campus was, was triggering to her. So he had to like avoid anywhere where she could be on campus, or else he would get in trouble. Right. He they set up these parameters, these boundaries, mm-hmm. and if he violates them, then he is at risk of losing his entire academic career. Yeah, plus, you know, he he was investigated too. Like they, you know, probed his sex life and like all of his friends and like, you know, just like totally violated. Oh, violated. I'm not supposed to use the word violated. (laughs) Sorry if anyone was triggered by that. But uh, yeah. And and it's like he's got to worry about him getting in trouble for what he he, he looks like. It's like racism. It's ridiculous. I mean, racism is the, the, the real pure definition is some innocent black dude is walking around and has to carry the burden of someone else mm-hmm. and could be hurt and it could hurt his own life even though he's lived a perfectly innocent life. This is what we've come down to now. Mm-hmm. This really pure, boiled down prejudice. Mm-hmm. That's what this poor fucking bastard is experiencing. Okay, mm-hmm. let's try again. Gender. Gender. Okay. Um, uh, the, uh, the, I, I've told you about this one. The, uh, the student who went to the women's college at, as a woman dis- oh, I decided, love this one. decided to transition into a man or identify as a man uh, while there, had everyone call her Timothy, uh, then decides that he wants to be class diversity officer. And these girls start an anonymous campaign saying abstain from voting. He can't be diversity officer because he's a white man now. That brings up a great point. If your carburetor's fucked up in your car, do you want a fat rural dude in overalls to help you fix it? Or one of these women who identifies as a man? Like, if you want to be a man, there's a lot of stupid stuff that comes with that. Like riding a four-wheeler or a skidoo, skidooing at night. Skidooing at night. Uh, hunting. 
which involves sitting in a tree for four or five hours. I never want to do that. Being totally scentless. Mm -hmm. You can't even piss or drink. Uh, knowing about cars, caring about cars, caring about, like, things men love is recycling little things where I took these baby food jars and I put screws in this one, <laughs> nails in this one, and the caps for electrical things in this one. Mm -hmm. Do these women who identify as men like any of that shit? Do they want to read Family Handyman? I don't know. My I have a lesbian aunt who's a hell of a mechanic. But uh, other than that, yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's I a lesbian. Car. She's a lesbian. I let my auntie Terry, great, great mechanic. Um, yeah, knows a lot about cars. But I, I don't. I don't know that they even really think that far. They're allowed to think that far because you're not even allowed to say that men and women are different. Right. That they have. Different I want to punch one in the arm for farting. We had a game in high school. <gasps> if you fart and you don't say safety, we get to beat the shit uh -huh. out of you. To oh, name yeah. five breakfast cereals. I want to beat the shit out of them. So you for, name five breakfast cereals. Yeah, and you're getting pounded. So you're like Cheerios, uh, Wheaties. Uh, uh. It's really hard to concentrate. Yeah. Do you want to be the part of that? Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't. Or what about <laughs> you fart and you cup the fart and you hold it there oh. and then you go up to the dude and you open a little hole here and you go and blow it right into his face. Nope, don't want to be a part of that either. In fact, here's another thing about men. When that happens and you've been best friends with a guy for over 10 years and it reeks of, you know, rotten eggs or something, you go, whoa, that was intense. You don't even mind. That's, yeah, that's You're disgusting. You're a gourmand at that's that point. Disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> Similarly, and I talked to Justine about this a little bit, but I don't get how I have to be a woman, I have to be a woman, I have to be a woman. You finally explode out of that cake at, a, at your coming out as a woman party. Mm -hmm. And then you're just jeans and a t-shirt or, uh, yeah, with just like long hair, no makeup. Like you're a tomboy. Mm -hmm. I thought you, why don't you just be a fucking... Dude, I don't know. I I'm always of the opinion that obviously you can you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. I don't care what you want to wear, or identify as, but don't like expect everyone right out the gate to like get it right right, right away. Well, you have to and go for like, it. It's like imagine you go. I'm Chinese. I'm Chinese. I'm Chinese, mm -hmm. and you you get you get the surgery right to to lose your epicanthic folds. You go to China and you're just like watching American TV, hanging out at the American expats bar. You haven't learned Mandarin. And you go, I thought you were dying to be Chinese. No, I just, the eyes, I'm Chinese, but I'm not into the language or the culture. And you go, why did you fucking fly uh, to the other end of the world and move here when you're not that into it? I would understand if you moved here and you had the whole saving face and, <laughs> and you were like doing the calligraphy perfectly and you never spoke English. You know, I met a dude like that in China once. Mm -hmm. He had a Chinese wife and Chinese kids and they didn't speak English in the home. Mm -hmm. That is commitment. Yeah, that's... Wow. But when you just have sweatpants on and fake tits, I don't understand why you moved over to that side. You're not a chick chick. Well, I, I, I don't even think it is male and female now because there's, cause there's like a gender, you know, it's a, it's a spectrum. And there's right. also gender fluid where you like, sometimes during the day you're a man and sometimes during the day you're a woman. And... Um, and schools are going to, to great lengths to kind of like, uh, like the city... To incorporate this, this hatred of... Basic medicine. The, the, this, the City University of New York, you can't even say like Mr. and Mrs. in correspondence with students because that might make people upset who don't identify by that. Which is, you could, there, there was never a time, or at least not in recent years, where these kids who did have these, you know, other ways they wanted to be addressed, couldn't go tell the school that and no problem. 
we will call you whatever we want to call you. They need to change the entire everything because they're afraid of upsetting somebody. Science science has become offensive. I mean, if you give a tiny piece of of human tissue to a geneticist, he'll tell you if it's male or female. Mm-hmm. In a few minutes. Yeah, sex and th- what they say is sex and that's sex though. And then gender's different, and gender's whatever you want it to be, and um, and you should think really think about whether you really are the gender you say you are. You are. You could be all these different genders. There's like a list of a hundred. Facebook's got like I don't even know how many now, and then also an option to write in your own. So if you're writing in your own, what are you really even communicating? Well, you know, is, you know that comes down to money. Liberal mm-hmm. arts colleges, when you have a gender, when you make gender into this alphabet soup that can never truly be understood, you've just opened up a whole department. Mm-hmm. That's an entire wing of your university is devoted to basically My Little Pony. And you can change the rules and change the characters and you just keep getting tuition and they keep going deeper into debt learning this fucking bullshit. I mean, I'm at the point now where I think if you go 50 grand in debt getting a liberal arts degree, you... It's New York City. You got hustled. I agree. You deserve it. I, yeah, I agree. It's such a it's 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 such a waste of of money. And what did you take? Uh, well, I I went to Hillsdale, so I didn't have like you know it was like obviously I don't know really, what that it's is. It's a really conservative school in, oh, okay. in Michigan. It doesn't accept any government funding, so they can like they don't have to teach us a lot of that kind oh, of so stuff. Oh, so you weren't a leper when you were in school. Mm-hmm. You were normal. I was normal. And then when I moved to LA after school, it was like a, a little more. And then you leper. sort of went, what the hell is going leper. on around here? Yeah, and even when I talk to like my brother and sister in, in college right now, some of the stuff, like my sister took the sociology class and like she, they, she had she had a trigger kid, you know. <laughs> I feel What's like a trigger kid that comes I, out I in his black? The, no, the one, who, the one who's like... The trigger warnings with the one who's like wants a bunch of trigger warnings. There's always a kid who wants like a trigger warning. Oh, I'm everything. sorry. When you say kid, you mean a student. I mean a student. Oh, okay. I mean a student that's, you know, and it's it's almost like, of course, a lot of these kids are using it like as a way to get out of homework or, or tests. Like, I'm sorry, this assignment's too triggering. I can't do it. And the, the thing is, is the professor has to respect that or else, you know, you're being abusive by making them. You know, it's it's ironic that they're so sensitive about triggers when... They are pro-choice, and they could never look at a picture of a third trimester abortion. Mm-mm. They couldn't even Google image abortion. Mm-mm. You have, if you're going to have beliefs, you have to have done your dirty work. You have to have done due diligence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes reality is going to slap you in the face. Mm-hmm. Like what we were saying with medicine. I can tell gender by a piece of tissue, and sex and gender are the same thing. And... Like, for example, your ovaries, they dry up around 30, and they're all but gone at 35, no matter what anecdotal evidence there is. Mm -hmm. When my wife was uh, giving birth to our first child, they wheeled her through a door. She was 30. It said geriatric mothers. Mm. She was 32, sorry. Yeah. Uh, And that brings us to you. Mm -hmm. Now, you're 26. 26. 26. So say you want to have, I assume you want to have three? No, maybe one. One? You're not... Or two. You're not know. continuing the species. <laughs> you need to do yeah. three. Three. I need to have three. Yeah. You. I've, I've, 26 is an amazing age because your party years are done, mm-hmm. are winding down. Yeah. And you have to start for the next four years, you have to start going, is this guy a loser or is he a good long-term investment? Like before now, you could date a rapper <laughs> or a musician or an artist. An artist. But now you have to start going, is this guy driven? Mm-hmm. 
do I want? Mm-hmm. So are you doing that? Yeah, I have a boyfriend who's who's a, a wonderful guy. I think is he, he the comedian? Yeah, but he's like also he also, he's also no he's not just he's a journalist. He's into politics. He's he's done work with uh, O'Keefe actually. Too, oh, good. Like okay, that. he's a good guy. He's driven. He gets he's up. A driven guy. What time does he get up at on a Monday morning? Uh, eight or nine. Oh, you know great. What I mean? okay, he gets goodness. he gets up in the morning. You know, he great guy. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of this. You know, you you can't you can't argue against biology. Like biology is sexist. Men can have kids when they're older than women can. Yeah. And sorry. Sorry. But well, what do you do? Hate facts. We're in yeah. an epoch now where there's hate facts. Mm-hmm. And you can say things that are unequivocally true. And you're get you get in shit for them. Let's before we we're winding down now, but I just want to spin the wheel two more times. Ready? You, you might think I know what it's gonna land on. That's not true. Oh, it's okay. totally random. Homophobia. Homophobia. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a, a lot of it is is uh, the, these kind of the the rape the rape conversation with that is like there's like these people who are triggered by pretty much anything, and 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 if if you're if you're um, a, a gay student on campus. You actually aren't. It, you, you don't have as many people for your That's cause anymore. That's what I was just anymore. thinking. I've just you don't occurred have to me as that many homophobia, for your cause anymore. homosexuals have been drowned out mm-hmm. by this shrill screaming of all these fake gays. There's people now. It's it's it's. You know, because I, I I don't hear I don't hear that much about it. I, and I I, the only time case. I hear about it is under the umbrella of LGBTQ uh, gender fuck right. uh, BDSM. So it's like all in one. And there's these rallies where it's just like everybody rallying and and they're naked and it's like slut walk and it's like but nobody. I'm like but yeah, what? That's not you gay. walk up to these people and you're like what do you want? And then you know what I think. The only example I can think of of mm-hmm. LGs mm-hmm. being fucked with is by this other alphabet soup where lesbians, now they're called hets or something because they're lesbian separatists and they don't want guys in a dress to come to their rape crisis center because yeah. a woman was raped are, by a guy in a dress and she is traumatized by it. Mm-hmm. And these women are vilified now. These lesbian, real deal fucking dykes. Mm-hmm. They're vilified by this PC culture because they're just going by the book and they're saying men can't come to our shit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, even the vagina monologues. Mm-hmm. That's being discouraged because what about women with huge cocks? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the- it, it, it's this huge disconnect now too because it's like so now vaginas are offensive to people without vaginas that wish they had vaginas so you're not allowed to talk about your vagina and that's feminist I, I don't understand I don't understand Get, we've been putting so many sort of pie shaped slats on this spinning wheel that gays and lesbians got pushed out they just tumbled to the floor mm-hmm. race is kept on congratulate yeah. good work yeah. for the blacks they're still on the wheel oh, but their yeah. days are numbered Racing. They're getting pushed out by well, normal. It's kind of like the 50s all over again. Normal white middle class people are pushing out minorities. Right. Yeah. From they're, oppression. Right. They're the ones being like, no, Margaret Cho, you can't. You're stop. Yeah. You're being racist. How dare you be racist against yourself? And you can't say that. And well, yeah. think of the 50s. You had whites chasing around Jews, race mixers, blacks, and all, they were all rich. Not rich, but they were all normal white people chasing around these freaks. Today. They're chasing around, they're all white. They're chasing around Naomi Schaefer Riley, mm. calling her a racist. She's married to a black man and mm-hmm. she made black kids. John Derbyshire, he's an evil racist, but he's married to a Chinese woman, made Chinese kids. Jim Goad, who lives in an all black neighborhood, 
Uh, Jared Taylor, who was born in Japan. Japanese is his mother tongue. Even Leslie Arfin, who would hate being on this list, was back when they were doing the first season of Girls, she was called a hipster racist. Mm -hmm. So they're still chasing Jews and race mixers, but now it's gone from you fucking freaks to you fucking racists. Yeah, race, yeah. I'm, well, then there's all this every microaggressions or whatever, so you're racist without knowing it. If you say right. something, that's that's racist on accident. And they have these studies, uh, Harvard came out today saying microaggressions can make you die faster <laughs> which it's like I, I guess there that was their best answer to why should we care well, how, about yeah. this and how do you disprove that how do you yeah like i think i you know if you're upset about microaggressions you're of a life full of stress and that makes you die faster like okay you, you need yeah it's like this detroit preacher i saw last night who said that the drinking supply is so toxic in Detroit that it's like genocide. It's the Holocaust all over again. Mm. And he doesn't have to prove that. He just has to say no one knows the long-term ramifications exactly. of this exactly. horrible thing. Exactly. Well, yep. let's let's wrap it up with the future. Mm -hmm. Because surely this can't last. If you teach astrology in class and you teach that a lot of the Illuminati are lizard people mm -hmm. and you teach that white males... Uh, meet every weekend in a secret room to ruin the world, surely checks and balances appear at some point and people are going to go, this $60,000 investment into a liberal arts degree isn't panning out in the real world. Right. Is that going to happen? I don't know because I think it's just people just, they don't, there's no independent thought. They're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to college because everyone's going to college and uh, I need to get a job and need to go to college. And they're all in debt. There's so many kids that have so much debt. I knew what I wanted to do and that college was a way to get me there. And that's what I did. I got into Columbia Journalism School and did not go because I would have had to take out a bunch of money for a journalism degree, which, by the way, entry level journalism jobs don't pay a ton of money no so i mean my aunt who works uh she works for the government she says she sees a lot of applications from people who went to columbia journalism school really and they basically can't be journalists because well, of the money they spend on journalism the school they on they learn all this socialist dogma and they end up being one of we can't all be alex wagner they mm -hmm. there's no jobs for you it to, to right. conform to the hordes mm -hmm. but what they're being told to follow their hearts <laughs> follow your heart and uh study something you really really believe in and you know first of all what you believe in college you probably won't believe forever i mean of course I, not. I, I hope not but i mean the way that they're being trained is they also don't even know how to defend themselves because they, they can't you can't present an opposing well view. They, they don't bring any even. they don't bring any opposing views and, and they're not at being asked to present arguments for why they feel the way they no. do it's i mean just, that's something we didn't even touch on mm -hmm. but the whole vilification of talks on campus mm -hmm. and speakers getting shut down mm -hmm. and you know a mob will will chase them out or <laughs> scream i won't be silenced by your violence yeah. so, even when that someone seemingly on their side <laughs> right just the wrong kind of anarchist right. or the wrong kind of liberal feminist whatever it is yeah i mean we obviously don't have a crystal ball here but i don't see how you can sell a product that doesn't work mm -hmm. forever yeah it, it has to, it's only been shitty since the uh mid-90s college education. So it's only been like a generation and a half of garbage. This can't last. I don't see 19-year-olds going to college anymore. I yeah. don't see them... Maybe or, I'm wrong. Or else it becomes, it becomes free. 
I think I talk to a lot of idiots who are purposely. <laughs> I do. That's that should be that should be my job description. Yeah. Um, they are saying I'm I'm making I'm paying off only the interest on my student loans because Elizabeth Warren's going to be president oh, and great. she's going to take care of it. Yeah. they're approaching. This is their financial game plan. And these are even like young people who are about to start families. And they're like, well, yeah, I have all this debt, but it's, it's, it's going to be gone. And they're just counting on it. So uh, either that's not going to happen or that is going to happen. But either way, it's, I mean, it's a lot of money. Kids don't, 30 grand, It's a lot of money grand, to, to learn lies. What? It's like yeah. learning Klingon. Exactly. Well, it can't last. We're praying that it doesn't last. And I'd like to thank you for coming on the show yeah, and telling us me. just how bad it is. <laughs>